right, praise the Lord. Anybody got the victory in here today? You know, no matter what happens, in fact, this is the sermon, no matter what happens, the Bible is still true. Jesus is Lord. God is sovereign. Amen. And uh, all glory to Him. All right. I'm preaching this morning on casting your care on Him. That's what we got to do if we're going to keep our sanity. I want you to look at 1 Peter 5-7. Amen. 1 Peter 5-7. And you'll see there it says, Casting your care on Him, upon Him. That means throw it off. For He careth for you. Let's put that up in the Amplified. This is our key text today. Look at that. What a beautiful scripture. Casting. Now how many know, let's just start, stop at that first word, casting. Anybody here ever done any fishing? You know? Well, either with a, a line or a net. But if you're gonna cast, you're gonna give it a heave ho, right? You're gonna, if you're do, if you're doing the, the rod, you're gonna put it over your shoulder. <laughs> And you're going to sling that uh, line, what do they call uh, line, hook, and sinker, all everything, all the way out there. As far, You're going to throw it as far away from yourself as you can get it to get out there where the fish are. Amen? Or if you're using a cast net, I've seen Scarlet, Pastor Scarlet, take a cast net with anchors and uh, the little the weights, not anchors, but weights. Anchors would be a problem, wouldn't it? Weights and take that and and do the Watusi, you know, over here, and uh, as far as she can twist and sling that cast net out into the bay uh, to to see what you can get. Amen. So we know what it means to cast. Is uh, you really you make a, a an effort. To, to throw that as far as you can. So when the scripture says casting, it doesn't just say, you know, just move it over a little. Kind of gently nudge it. No, throw it with all your might. Casting the whole of your care. I love that. All of it. The whole of it. I think sometimes we think if we don't worry about our problems, they won't be there when we want them. Do you see the sarcasm in that? And I tell you, it's a good thing. And yet, how many know you have to not only do it daily, sometimes you have to do it moment by moment. Because it'll, like Brother Hagin used to say, he said our cares, that means our worries, our concerns, our fears, the things that we think might could go wrong, or whatever is going wrong. <laughs> uh, he said they're like flypaper. How many remember flypaper? You'd hang it up in the kitchen, you know, to catch the fly. Shell, no pest strip. And uh, you'd hang that up, and pretty soon the flies would be attracted to it and stick on there. He said they're like flypaper. You know, you... you you have it stuck on this hand, you can take this hand to get it off of that hand and it's stuck over here. And then you got 
it's stuck here and it's back and forth and it's like, I don't know how to get free from this. That's why you have to heave ho, as we say, and cast it away from you. All of your care. Now let's see what that, what is the care? The amplified so beautiful here. All your, how many of them? All your anxieties. Now that's an interesting word there. You know, doctors say that they believe that the real cause of cancer, now think about this, the real cause of cancer has to do with stress. You know, they blame it on tobacco or they blame it on asbestos or they blame it on whatever and that may have some irritation or some causative effect or whatever we need to stay away if we can from things that we know could to be, you know, poisonous, but on the, or ground up now, they're saying, you know, but whatever, but, uh, you know, like we, we finally in the seventies, there was such an emphasis on the environment that you came away thinking, well, if I'll be safe if I don't eat the food, drink the water or breathe the air. <laughs> but, uh, people say, oh, well, that caused cancer and Yet somebody else, you know, has all those elements and they're fine. It makes you wonder, is there something else at work? Well, we know that all sickness comes from the devil. Amen. God's not the author of of bad things. But on the other hand, you know, we have to watch it that we don't let anxiety take over our soul and our minds and our will and our emotions and run us. I've seen hand wringer people. You ever met somebody like that? I always say they look like a chihuahua shaking, you know, one of those hairless chihuahua things. And they're all, I don't know if you've ever seen a little dog like that. They're always shaking, you know, like, I don't know if they're cold or nervous or all the above, but they shake like a leaf blowing in the wind. And, uh, but I've seen people like that, that just their hands are ringing. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And it's like, well, first thing we're going to do is get you involved in tape ministry by putting duct tape over your mouth because you are creating a you are creating a dust cloud so to speak of uh of of fear and worry and concern and the what ifs come on you and what if this doesn't come through and what if that doesn't work and what if the and what if the creek rises or what goes dry what if you know i mean folks are like that up at night. And if you'll, how many know about 2.30 in the morning seems to be the, the appointed hour for the devil to attack you? Because you just wake up, you know, and you go, and it's like machine gun thoughts. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? <laughs> like James Cagney. Angels with dirty faces. What's going to happen, see, is you're going to, you know... <laughs> One of those deals. And that's what the devil does. And he tries to just needle us and, and, and cause us to have all kinds of fear and what? Anxiety. And like I said, doctors have said that much illness, much breakdown in the physical body comes from stress. And anxiety causes stress. How many know that? And you can be stressful and you can be on edge. You, you say, I'm not at my best. I, I'm just so concerned. I'm consumed with concern. That's an anxiety. 
And it says we need to cast all of our anxiety upon Him. What else? All your worries. Well, if I don't worry, who will? You know. <laughs> you ever met somebody like that? They're all called, what do we call them? Worry warts. A worry wart. Don't be a worry wart. That's from the Bible. Don't be a worry wart, right? Cast how many of your worries? Well, I'm just worried about Emma May. She just ain't, you know, stop talking like that if you are. Correct it. Say, I'm praying for Emma May. <laughs> Amen. I'm standing in faith. I'm believing something good's going to happen to him. Well, they said if this last thing don't work, that's it. I don't, you know. And pretty soon, now, you've taken on somebody else's problems. And you're worrying it. Don't we have enough of our own? Listen, if you need some problems, I'll give you all of mine if you want, if you enjoy that sort of thing. Right? All your worries. How, how about, well, we need to be concerned. Not according to the word we don't. It says all your concerns. Once and for all. In other words, just do it and don't ever pick it back up. Once you get the flypaper off your hand, don't touch it anymore. Because you know what you'll do? You'll do this and then you'll go back and pick it back up. I don't know. I just, I just can't get this off my mind. Yes, you can. Stop saying that. It's a lie. <laughs> How many know? You, you know that you can't think one thing and say a different, and, and, and say something else. You have to focus on the thought and then it comes out. Amen? Have you ever done that accidentally and it wasn't good? You were thinking something and before you knew it, it came out of your mouth and you went, ooh. Wish I could get those. You ever wanted to go after your words and just grab them, shove them back down? <laughs> yeah. So, you know what you can do? I'm going to show you a little faith uh, tip here. How many like a faith tip on victory? If you're thinking something negative, begin to speak the opposite out loud, out of your mouth, and pretty your brain will just follow right along. Like if you're in fear over your health, over your wealth, over your kids, your grandkids, whoever, your business, your money, Begin to just speak what the Word says. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm a new creature in Him. I'm a partaker of the divine nature. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm blessed going out, uh, and I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed when I'm in the city, and I'm blessed when I'm in the country. I'm blessed, blessed, blessed. Praise God. God's moving on my behalf. I may not see it, I may not feel it, but He's moving. Because he loves me. I'm his child. Amen. You begin to talk like that, and what happens to you think what's coming out of your mouth. You'll you'll adjust your thinking, and that's one way you think, well, how do I do this? How do I actually cast my care on him? And that's one way to do it. Begin to speak something else. Don't everybody shout at once. We don't want any chaos in here. Once and for all. I love the once and for all. 
In other words, don't do the flypaper thing. Get rid of it. For he, why? For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Well, there's no need in me and God watching. Why don't we let the Lord watch? Amen? Let him watch over you. Do you know what it means to watch over? You ever watched over a baby? Or watched over maybe uh, an elderly person who is suffering? Or somebody that is weak and vulnerable and you watch over them? What do you do? You make sure their needs are met, right? You make sure they're not suffering. You make sure that everything's good for that person that you're watching over. If you've ever watched over a puppy or whatever it is, Amen. That you're guarding and protecting the more vulnerable one. How many believe we're more vulnerable than God? And so he's watching over us. Praise God. And he'll appoint angels to watch over us. Angels watching over me. Amen. Praise God. We can go to bed and sleep. And when the, when, when James Cagney shows up in the middle of our dream, with the Tommy gun, we can say, oh, no, I'm not going to worry about that because the Lord's watching over me. Y'all getting anything out of this? How many believe that this is a relative message for today's living? Wow, we, you know, they're, they're, I don't know, they're, they're always predicting something horrible is going to happen. I think they should call the news network Chicken Little to report because every day it's the sky is falling and we've got like five minutes left on the planet it's going to run out of grace and we're going to all choke or something it's so bad I mean it's just so ridiculous it's just fear mongering because that's what sells newspapers as we used to say but uh, we're not going to you know that may be the news from the world but we've got the good news All right, should we look at a couple of more verses? Let's look at, anyway, I love that. Uh, you know, we should just probably, everybody should go home and look that up and put it on a little three-by-five card and carry it around in your purse or your wallet. Put it up uh, on your mirror in, when you get ready in the morning or on your refrigerator. In the morning, you make breakfast and say, this is what I'm going to do today. I tell you, your day will go better. You'll eventually think, oh, what was that I was so worried about? And realize it was uh, not necessary. Amen? Somebody said one time, you know, how do you worry a problem? How do you worry a problem is you just keep going over it, right? Keep talking about it. What's wrong? And Oh my God, has it ever been this bad? And blah, 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 right? You keep, keep going over it, keep going over it, keep going over it. Somebody said, worry the word. Amen. How would you change that thought? Bible says to bring every thought into captivity, you know, unto the knowledge of Jesus Christ. If a thought gets loose, it's like a loose cannon on the deck. You got a problem with a loose cannon rolling across, right? 
So you need to get everything battened down. Batten down the hatches, as they say. <laughs> and you need to batten them down. And you get that one thought that goes stray about, you know, you could die from this or what, you know, I mean, some horrible thing. You need to pull, reel that in and say, nope, that's not possible because Jesus bore my sicknesses and carried my pains. By his stripes, I was healed. I was healed 2,000 years ago or more. Now, 2,021 years ago on the cross of Calvary. Praise the Lord. Amen. And worry that for a while. And you'll see a difference in your faith, in your life, and in your results. Turn to Philippians 4. And let's look at uh, verse uh, 6 and 7. And it says here, the same idea of not having care. It says, be careful for nothing. Now that doesn't mean don't look both ways when you cross the street, some crazy thing. But it's meaning don't have care for any reason. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. What will come when you do this? Is there a blessing for this obedience? And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Wow, peace that doesn't even make sense to you. You can have peace when others say, I don't know how they have peace. I don't know how they sleep at night. I don't know how they're having any victory at all, what they're going through. But the peace which passes understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. You won't lose your mind. (laughs) And you won't lose your heart. All right, let's look at that in the Amplified. God's peace. Well, let's go back to verse 6. Because I want to show you something there. Look at that. That is beautiful. Do not fret or have any anxiety. There's that word again. This is the anti, you know, what is, what is it? Zan, uh, what, Xanax or whatever they give you for anxiety pill. Here's the spiritual anxiety pill right here. Do not fret. Or have any anxiety about anything. About how many things? What about the election? What about COVID? What about the economy? What about the wall at the Georgia border? That's so ridiculous, isn't it? I keep thinking how ridiculous that is. Oh my gosh. Do not fret or have any anxiety about how many things? Anything. Woo! You know, Jesus, I'm going to stop here a second. Tell you, Jesus was accused of not caring. And uh, it was, remember, it was uh, when they were on the ship and the sea, you know, 
got stirred up and the wind and waves and he was asleep on a pillow and they're all bailing water and freaking out. And they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Because he acted like he didn't care. Why would he care if the boat sinks? We'll walk on water the rest of the way. Amen. Jesus isn't dependent on a boat. Praise God. Do you love that? Say, well, that's him. What about us? Well, we can be like Peter. We can walk on water too if it's necessary. I've seen Lucy walk across water. One time she accidentally fell in the pool, and I don't know, it looked like to me the cat walked on water. I mean, it was two, three steps, and she was out. The dog, not so much. Murphy fell in the pool one time, too, and that was a little bit more frantic and whatever. But uh, the cat was cool, I'm telling you. Like, I can just walk across here. That's how, that's how we should be with Jesus, amen? They say, well, what if the boat starts to sink, Brother Horton? Well, we've got Jesus, and he walks on water, and he makes those who have faith walk on water with him. So we'll just all walk across, amen? Get to the other side. And how about the Moses and his group? Well, if you don't walk on water, he'll just part the water, and you walk on dry land. Either way, you're, a, you're good. Amen. Like Brother David uh, preached to us, uh, you got this, amen? We got this. God's got us. Ah. You know, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? i got to pay this bill. I don't know what I'm going to do. You think the Lord's panicking in heaven? they got blue lights going and sirens blasting off. And Well, look, there's Brother Tom. He doesn't know what he's going to do. We don't know what he's going to do either. We, we don't know what is he going to do. Can you imagine that? How ridiculous. All right. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance, does that mean good and bad? And in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request, not one of these lazy prayers of, Lord, have your will and have your way. It doesn't matter to me. You're a liar. It does matter to you. And it should matter unless you're crazy. Amen. We should have some idea of how we want things to turn out. That is That sounds like humility, but it's actually just, I don't know what. It's a little bit dishonest. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be praying about it, right? So it says, definite request. Why don't you write it down? Before you pray it even. Say, Lord, this is what I need to see happen here. And according to your word, which is your will, it should happen this way. Definite request with thanksgiving. That's my dad's book. Thank you for the biscuit. Thanking him, thanking him in advance. Amen. With thanksgiving, continue to make your wants Known to God. That doesn't sound like, well, Lord, whatever you want. He's not talking about what he wants. He's talking about what we want. See, don't change the Bible to fit your religious model. <laughs> I'm not preaching to anybody in this building particularly. We're, we're, uh, this is like preaching to the choir all the time. We actually are the choir. That's, that's, that's who we are, the choir. 
Oh, you're in the choir. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. So, what do you do you think that maybe one of the ways to not have that anxiety and not fret is to continue to give thanks to God for answering your prayers. Thank you, Lord. I'm thinking about this issue. I'm thinking about this problem, this circumstance, this situation. Lord, I'm thanking you for answering my prayer. I thank you that when I prayed, I believed that I received, and you answered my prayer. Praise God. That will lift that burden off of your soul. That feeling I can't breathe. You ever... You ever you ever been in such a financial state or whatever that you almost felt like you were suffocating? And uh, you say, Lord, you know, and that's anxiety. That's what that is. People sometimes go to the hospital. They think they're having a heart attack. And the doctors have a new term for that that's not a heart attack. They say you're having a panic attack. You can almost die from a panic attack. I've seen people on panic attack. They're like, like, breathe. Goober, you know, amen? Come on. But uh, panic attack, freak out, we say. He's freaking out, panicking, upset. But praise God, we can say, Lord, I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to, I'm not going to anxiety myself. That's bad English, but we get it. It's not bad English, it's bad grammar, which is bad English. Praise the Lord. I went to school in Georgia. Can't help it. Now look at John 14. We were 49th in the nation for education. Because Mississippi was always 50. You can count on them. John 14, 1. This is our final little passage here, word, okay? John 14.1, Jesus is talking, not some TV evangelist you don't like, his hairdo. This is Jesus, amen? Let not your heart be troubled. Well, it sounds like something we might have to do to help that. Lord, lift this heavy burden off of me. See, these some of these prayers that I have heard my whole life, they're not good. Because they're not rooted in victory. They're rooted in weakness. And that's not helpful. When What's Jesus supposed to do that he didn't do? What part of redemption did he leave off for you? Amen? Or for me? So we have a victory here to enforce. Let not your heart be troubled. I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. Amen? Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Now, let's look at that in the Amplified. More victory here. If you don't have a classic Amplified Bible, you need to get one. You can download it probably on the Internet and look it up. But, shoot, boy, some of these verses are so real, aren't they, and so beautiful. Do not... Everybody said, do not. 
Do not allow or let your hearts be troubled. Don't even allow it. Are there things in your life right now that you don't allow? Well, there should be, unless you're crazy. You don't allow everything, do you? Certain things you don't allow. You, or allow into your home. Or allow into your 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 life, your existence. So we're not going to allow our hearts to be troubled. What does that mean, troubled? Distressed or agitated? Ooh, agitated. Anybody ever been agitated? This music is agitating me. This sound is... uh, These out-of-control children running up and down in the restaurant, and you know, whatever, they're agitated. Whatever's happening is agitating you. He says, don't let your heart... That means your your soul, your mind, will, and emotions be distressed, be agitated. You believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely on God. Believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely also on me. Now that's the way you're going to get rid of anxiety. That's the way you're going to get rid of having a troubled heart. Amen? Just cast it on the Lord. You think about, you know, if you're having a little come-to-Jesus meeting with your husband or wife, <laughs> amen, and you say, what are we going to do about this? And if you don't have the answer, just say, well, we may not have the answer, but we really do have the answer because we know Jesus. And God's going to help us here. God's going to put us over. People sometimes say, what are we going to do about the church? What are we going to do about, you know, it's growing or it's not growing or whatever? I don't plan on doing anything. I'm casting the care on the Lord. Amen. Uh, the, the Bible says the Lord added to the church daily. Didn't say the, you know, the break a sweat and work, grow ulcers and wear out your shoes trying to build the church. I've seen churches do flips trying to to grow it, you know, or something. And um, all they ended up with was more bills and worn out people. Don't everybody shout. Well, if the Lord tells you to do something, do it. But otherwise, I think the best thing to do is just to cast the care of all that over on the Lord and say, Lord, I I ain't worrying about it one bit. Like Brother Hagin said, uh, his board... Church, he was pastoring, had a little board set up, you know, in Assemblies of God back in the 30s and 40s. And they said, well, we don't think you would care about anything. And he said, I'm not going to care. He sat there twiddling his thumbs. Now, if you've got anxiety-ridden people around you, and you're like Jesus asleep on the pillow, you're going to be accused of not caring. He said, well, I don't think, brother, Pastor David didn't even act like he cares. You got that right. Amen. That, thank God for the truth. I don't care. I'm not going to care. Does that make sense like a verb? I'm not going to care, which means I'm not going to invest worry and anxiety and fear and freak out over anything. How many has ever seen a situation turn around by you worrying about it and fearing it and freaking out and getting upset? Nobody. Amen. But we can walk in peace, walk in joy. Uh, I think we're going to sing this song to end like Brother Shambach had, you know, hallelujah anyhow. Never let your troubles get you down.
When life's trials come your way, lift your head up high and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. Amen. Well, this is happening. Well, hallelujah. Well, that's happening. Well, hallelujah. Well, they found a new strain of COVID. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. They found some, they found some politicians that they have determined to be brain dead. And brain damaged. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you say that? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Father, we just close this service out. We thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace, your goodness. We praise you. We magnify you. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing. We thank you that this message will make a difference in people's lives. Make a difference in our lives. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.